Welcome to the Still Sober with John Rabin podcast, or Still Sober with John Rabin. I haven't decided, do I call it a podcast? It's, it's technically a podcast, but it's really more of a, uh, a weekly diary entry uh, check-in from me to you, actually from me to me, allowing you to eavesdrop but also i'm talking to you am i deconstructing my bullshit show i am regardless of what the fuck this is welcome this is episode 160 jesus christ it's episode 160 and here we are again you are a sober person i hope you're staying sober and if you're not a sober person i hope you're staying sane uh, it's, uh, it's been a, I've had a good week. It's been all right. Doing okay so far in my work week. Um, I've, uh, oh, recently in a conversation with my wife, we discovered that, uh, the irony, cause I kind of have a reputation of being a, a grumpy person, um, which is not, not that I'm a grumpy person, that I uh, give off that I, uh, a grumpy disposition, the cantankerous, if you will. Um, but, so it's like, John's, you know, John's cranky, you know, it's the, the cranky thing. I'm, I'm very, uh, but if you got to be honest, I think I'm happier than most of the people that I know. I'm actually doing all right. That's the irony. The irony is I, um, I put on that, that front because, number one, I enjoy complaining about things. That actually brings me um, pleasure to be irritated by other things. But also, I like my life and... Um, if I have to interact with strangers who are in the way, they're getting in the way of the things that I like. So by being a little grumpy, people tend to steer clear of me. It's a defense mechanism so that I can continue to enjoy the things that I enjoy. Also, maybe a little bit uh, of it is, is me just fucking with people. Uh, maybe I just like that persona of being irritable? I don't know. Regardless, it's ironic that I seem unhappy because, in fact, I'm actually doing pretty good. Uh, at least currently. I was thinking about it. I'm like, I'm, I'm doing all right. A lot of people are not. I'm aware of that. Um, somebody I know informed me a younger person younger than who John younger than me so that could be in their 20s or 30s regardless the younger person told me because I had made a joke I think I said it last week in kind of a how weird would that be for a young person to go to AA because of White Claw and have to actually somehow talk about how they're addicted to White Claw 
among people who drink like gallons of vodka a day. And I'm like, that's that's kind of funny. Um, but they they informed me actually that uh, they're like, because I they heard heard me. I I'd said it, and they're like, I I see where you are going, and you are being humorous. Which, by the way, if you tell somebody, you know how you were being humorous, uh, then you didn't think it was funny. And it probably wasn't funny. It probably didn't, you know, might, I probably need to uh, rework the bit for everyday conversation. Regardless, this person told me that what they didn't find funny about it was that it had too much, it cut too deeply with the truth and I was like, wow, what do you mean? And they told me that, well, you know, now that things have opened up, that things are better. But during the lockdown, they drank every day. Like every day. And mostly drank White Claw. Like it was actually a problem. Because the perception is that White Claw is just some, um, well, let's see. What's the, what's the most delicate way to put this? Um, it's some pussy shit, right? <laughs> it has that, no, but that's the thing. It's, it's got that kind of marketing like, hey, it's just, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's fizzy, it's light. It's, uh, it's just it's like sparkling water, but with booze in it. I mean, but it's, but it's still booze. And it's still something that can, you know, you can still get fucked up. You can still make poor decisions. You can still wreck your life no matter what it is. You could, in theory, people my age, when we were younger, we could have fucked our life up on Zima. Probably not because that shit was nasty and you would have had to put, you'd have to purchase a lot of Jolly Ranchers to put in all the Zimas that you would have to consume in order to wreck your life. But it's still possible because it's an alcoholic beverage. So really got me thinking that I'm like, oh shit. Well, you know, even though I found it funny because, you know, I have, I had a problem with, with whiskey and heroin. It's like a problem is still a problem. It doesn't matter how cool or hardcore the thing you're addicted to, if it still screws your life up, it's still a problem. So that really got me thinking about uh, about how bad, you know. And I've said that before. It's it's about how bad uh, it was, the pandemic, and and is continuing. You know, people are still messed up. They're still. It's still out there, you know, whether people are addressing it or not. And I probably say this every week, whether people are addressing it or not, it's still there like a high pitched frequency. Like you've got the radio on, you know, and it's just kind of buzzing in the background, but you're like pretending it's not there. It's still there. Still got issues you need to need to work out, figure out. Not you, but they. They need to work it out. And uh, and that's why it's popping up. And you see people doing all kinds of crazy things. Like on the airplanes and, uh, and, uh, and in public. Now, I don't want to make this about me. Well, I don't, this, is not, this is not an I told you so. It's more of a 
pointing out that I know things are changing because I've 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 kind of noticed things to where like I I'm on this uh, uh, I'm very observant you know when you're sober and you get all your uh, all your senses back and you get you become very aware of your uh, surroundings and uh, so I've noticed that uh, uh, so I'll notice something and then a couple of years later like everybody else catches up not off not not everything but like some things um, like with a problem with society and one of the problems that I've noticed I've done a couple of podcast episodes like solely focused on it where I talk about how um, our society is full of snitches just online online snitching like somehow people who are and who are anti-cop, by the way, you know, and, and who actually believe in the in the snitches get stitches rule. But apparently it's OK with social media, like if they're going to out somebody or, uh, you know, that kind of thing. They like, you know, that where it affects those those people's, you know, they get canceled or whatever. Um, that's, you know. That's snitching. It is. It is. You're, you know, you're not taking care of the problem yourself. What you're doing is you're tattletelling on them to either the public or some, or some, you know, an authority figure or the masses, which then, you know, basically, uh, you know, do shit to them so that you don't have to do anything because you know because you're weak that's basically the thing and i've kind of i've always been against it it's always felt gross it's the whole uh public you know public shaming thing and i've been you know ever since i've seen you know uh john ronson's book the uh, so you've been publicly shamed really like i was already feeling that way and then i read that one uh, and damn, it's just, and, and it, you know, kind of came to a head. Um, and I can tell that things are changing because I'm seeing other people who used to do it. I've seen them post on social media that is like, Hey, you know what? I don't think that this is, I think that things are, uh, rough and um we're being a little like I'm, I'm seeing them do this and i'm like oh did you notice that it's it's you know they started to separate themselves from the mob that they were just involved in for years but now it's like hey you know what and they just take a step to the side and point to the group that they were just at these people are messed up and i'm like uh-huh this is also you know i've i've noticed like a couple of people in in my feed, uh, in Insta on 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 the on Instagram, uh, say say these things, and uh, and it was funny because it 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 reminded me to unfollow them or mute them because I was already doing that, and I'm like, oh, that's right, 
I'm apparently still following you and I don't want to. But what that means is when you start seeing people change, you you know, when you see, see it even in just a, a small uh, cross section of society, you know, your feed, uh, when you see that, that's kind of a representative of a, of a bigger picture that, you know, everybody's kind of getting tired of this kind of shit, of the public shaming, the cancel culture. Using the term cancel culture irritates people. It irritates me. But just seeing them change a little bit, and uh, that's good. It means we're, we're hopefully turning back around on that bullshit because, and once again, let me remind you that using the term Karen... Sorry, I actually had to stop and mute. I had a huge coughing fit. What I was saying is using the term Heron, uh, Karen is, is a hack. It's, it's a Dane Cook joke from 2006 using Karen as a punchline. So you're hacking Dane Cook. Are you comfortable with that? I'm not comfortable with that. So I find it tiring. Well, we're all tired of it now, but I bring it up because I never really felt comfortable with it. You know. But just now, I mean, when you really think about it, because I, I saw a, a news article with a video, as another video of, you know, quote-unquote Karen video, like recently. And the thing about it is, is that, you know, I watched it, and I didn't enjoy it. Like, I didn't laugh at uh, the ridiculousness of it. But what it made me think of was everybody who said over the past, what, 15, 16 months about giving yourself a break and, you know, give others a break. That this has been hard on everybody and all that kinds of stuff. Some of these same people are the ones who are like, you know, who want to get them. And it's like, you were just saying how this pandemic has, you know, been hard on everybody. Everybody's fucked up. You know everybody's fucked up. And then you're surprised when somebody who's messed up does something in public are we all supposed to be privately crazy and not lash out and, you know, have mental problems in public? You know, is it, is it, is that what the issue is? The issue is, is that we should all be reserved with our, you know, and, you know, you know, please, there's a time and a place to be mentally ill. Like what do you, what do you exactly, I don't want to cry hypocrite, but you know, I mean, I enjoy it, but that's the whole thing is, is it that you want to give that people, you need to, you know, that people deserve a break. You need to give people a break if they agree with your, your ideology. Are you, are you being political like that way or just, you know, oh, this is not one of the, you know, one of my people, my, you know, I need to take it easy on my people. Is that, does that make sense? 
Because it doesn't make sense to me. It's like, I mean, I don't like to, you know, I don't like to give people a break at all. I, you know, and I'm working on it, but I'm trying not to take things personally, but I tend to take things a little personal when you're in my, you know, when you don't stay in your lane and you fuck with my shit. But I, I like to be consistent and I like to, and I'm, and I'm working on that. But, uh, but, the, but if the idea is that everybody needs, you need to lay off of people, then let's lay off of people and realize that everybody's got issues that they're not addressing. You know, it's, and I don't know. I don't know where I was going this, but, but that's it, man. It's, you know, let's not give, like, if you're going to give people a break, give everybody a break. And also it's real easy to go, you know, mental health is important. That's what the, that's what the, uh, that's what everybody's, that's what we do. That's what we do in America when we, you know, when there's a problem is that, uh, we talk about the problem and we think we should make awareness, you know, problem awareness, everyone. You know, and uh, but but no solutions. So, you know, mental illness, you know, mental health is very important. Let's talk about mental health. Let's do nothing about it, but let's talk about it. Let's point it out. Let's point out how everybody uh, needs it, but let's not do anything about it. Let's not make uh, uh, resources available for people to take care of their mental health. Um, let's certainly not fund it. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, sir. No, no, no. Money, you know. We got to, you know, military. Um, anyway, you know. Also, I love the vague term, you know, mental health. You know, mental health is important. You know, vaguely. Oh, the mental health. Just in general. Mental health. I don't know what it is. It's just vague out there. That's important. It's like when people go, you know, I, I'm siding with science. Science. You know, I listen to science, which is vague. I listen to science. Really? I listen to data. That's actually what you should pay attention to, is the data. Science is this vague thing. It also implies that all scientists are good at their job. And I've looked around, and no matter what job out there that you can think of, there's not a majority that's good at it. Yeah, I'm a fan of a concept. Oh, are you? Great. Um, I don't know. I, I can tell you that uh, it's really hard out there. To, to find for me to find somebody that I'm a fan of for very long at least like trying to find a guru must be exhausting you know or, or are you looking for like a health um, whether it be like a, um, a life coach or um, a motivational speaker or you know, what self-help, like a self-help guru type of a deal. Like I found a guy that I thought I liked because I had read uh, 
his book. That's not true. I read part of his book. <laughs> and then I went on, you know, and found out that he had a podcast. I'm like, oh, this ought to be great. It'll be motivational every week. Maybe it'll be, you know, a lot like the, the part of the book that I read before I lost interest and, and went on about my day. Like I do most books. Some books I get, you know, 75% to all the way through. A lot of them I don't. A lot of them I just I lose focus and I'm like, I'll come back to it. And then I don't. This is called reading, I guess. So anyway, sorry, I'm getting off topic. The uh, Yeah, so this guy, right, so I get on his podcast. I start listening to it. Five minutes. And it's the latest one. And he's had several. So maybe I should have checked other ones. But I'm listening to it. And in five minutes, he's talking about how much he's worked on himself. Like, kind of, but, but in a way that, like, you haven't done the work, but I've done the work. Like, in that, like, like that's what he was saying. And then also re, re-emphasizing that, uh, that you guys really need to read all of my books. All of them? Do we... Like, it was just a promotion. It felt like a, it's not actually talking about anything. It's just promoting. It'd, it'd be like if every week I started, I, I kept reminding you guys that I have an album that you could go listen to. And, you know, and it's always a promotion, you know, follow me on it, on the gram. You know, I post a lot of funny shit there. Like, I don't. But, you know, it's like if I, if I would do nothing but promote social media which is just weird to me um but yeah that's when it just kind of dawned on me like oh you're uh yeah you're you're just like all the other ones only you use more you say fuck a lot like that's suddenly it kind of cut through the only reason i liked him was because he had an accent and he used a lot of expletives but he's still a self-help guru that's trying to sell his shit. So I don't know, man. I don't know what the by the way. I don't know what the answer is to with with podcasts and that and that vein trying to make money. If you're not selling, you know, if you're not trying to sell your own things, then you're reading your own advertising. Which I don't. If I was to ever have advertising, I. I would only do it if they sent me ads and then I would play it like a commercial. I'm not going to sell your shit. I don't work for you. You know, you can pay me and I'll play the ad that you produce for your product, but I'm not reading. I'm not going to, you know, Oh, let me tell you how much I love this mattress. I don't actually have, but that they're paying me to say that I I've tried. I just, yeah, no, thank you. Um, so I don't I don't know what the, man I don't know what the answer is I, I know that that uh, that podcast I listen to taking breaks to sell you shit is really annoying but I didn't pay for it um, although I did recently Ricky Gervais has has a uh, podcast with uh, with Sam Harris and you've got a you know but you have to buy it it's a private RSS feed like you have to actually you pay the money. But then you get all 11 episodes. And I thought about it and I went, you know what? I like, 
I like uh, what Ricky Gervais is doing. I like it that he's like, no, you know what? I'm a professional and you want my product. And I was like, you know what? I do. And you're not going to sell me anything in it. It's just going to be the podcast episodes. And that's exactly what it was. It's 11 episodes of a conversation between neuroscientists, you know, Sam Harris and uh, comedian know-it-all Ricky Gervais. Highly recommend it. Um, if you want to pay money. There's a lot of people out there who don't want to, don't want to pay the money. And I don't know, you, you get what you pay for. Man, I really went off the rails on this. Like, I don't, I don't have any kind of focus. I didn't know where I was going other than, uh, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I think, I think my ultimate point was the don't follow one guru or don't follow one person for very long. Yeah, mental health is important. Yeah, you got to look out for your own. You got to figure out, yeah, if you need therapy, try to find, you know, do better help or, or whatever else. There's definitely a lot of, um, it's easier to get, because of the pandemic, it's easier to get help, assuming that you can afford it, right? Um, you can you can do it through apps and online if you don't feel like meeting somebody in person. Um, you know, but working on yourself, figuring out a way to work on yourself. And if you follow, and the thing is that it's not that self-help gurus are bad because if you, you know, it's like a religion. It's like 12-step. It's like anything else. If you get something out of it, and it makes you better and it actually helps you if you believe it enough that you actually change then it worked but that's why you got to kind of kind of find your muse and find you know what works for you and uh you know but then spread it around don't ever like don't follow one guru because what happens is if you follow one then you start you know echoing all the things that that person taught you and then you sound like a follower and you sound like you know it's kind of culty you start using all that same the same lingo and then people you know hear you and they recognize that lingo from other people who follow the same guru or the same ideology or the same thing same program and it's just yeah it sounds very like uh <laughs> So you don't want to sound like a, yeah, you don't want to sound like a, like a, a follower of some kind of crazy thing. So I don't know. Don't, don't put all your eggs in one basket, spread it around. That's, you know, that's what I did. Now, anybody who knows me knows that there, you know, there was a couple years there, like, like early on in sobriety when I was very just quoting like fight club. I was very, cause I had, basically used fight club as one of my things um but you know at some point you got to just go all right that's enough of that i've annoyed people enough i gotta be uh, inspired by more than one thing because if you're inspired by only one thing you're going to mimic it and you're just going to be a copy and you just yeah you're just copycatting and that's that's not what you want to do you know so spread it around well that's about all I got. I don't know. What did we learn, John? Well, I'll tell you what I learned. Uh, I learned that 
<laughs> oh, by the way, I'll end on this. This is this is uh, one of my favorite lines from uh, Mark Maron was on a podcast and uh, and funny because he made the news because he he threw shade at Joe Rogan, which was funny. But he was also talking about um, he he said about himself. He said that he had an innate lack of respect for most people. And that was uh, it's probably my favorite line I've heard anybody say this week. Ah, I'm, you know, I've got an, an innate lack of respect for most people. Like you started, I'm sorry, what do you do? It's just, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, all right, you know what? You guys be good. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of your loved one this week. Um, and um, thanks for joining me. I'll, I'll see you next week. This is Still Sober with John Raven. Later.